Hello, I'm Brendan. And I'm Amanda. We're here to talk to you about one of our favorite animals, the African penguin. Welcome to VetCast, Veterinary Climate Action and Sustainability Talks, the podcast created by veterinary students at Colorado State University focused on the impacts of climate change on animal health. Penguins are often a very popular animal to see at zoos and aquariums globally. Their popularity may come from their frequent appearances in movies and cartoons, or just their fun and unique personalities that can be seen on full display while under human care. But penguins do not have it easy. Many species of animals, including a variety of penguins, are struggling in the wild. And because of the niche environment that penguins inhabit, as aquatic birds in cool waters, they are especially susceptible to changes in their habitats caused by climate change. Here we plan on focusing on one such species of penguins found on the coast and islands surrounding South Africa and showing how these African penguins are an indicator species for our global environmental health. A good introduction to African penguins and how I first became involved with and interested in them is New England Aquarium, where each member of their colony of over 100 African penguins has their own individual name corresponding to a colored bracelet that they wear at the tops of their wing. Each of these names are chosen to be educational, having a fact or story about African penguins. Here are some of my favorite names. Beach Donkey, which is a common nickname for African penguins based off of their calls sounding like donkeys. Being a family-oriented aquarium, they decided to go with the more tame nickname of Beach Donkey rather than the alternative, the Jackass Penguin. Deco, named after the Art Deco style of art that African penguins are prominently a part of, due to the sharp contrast in the pattern of their black and white feathers, which is unique to every penguin like a fingerprint. Sphiniscus and Demersus, two penguins named after the African penguin's scientific name. Although African penguins do form long-lasting romantic relationships with one another, sadly this is not the case for these two. Another penguin is named Sandcob after the South African Foundation for the Conservation of Coastal Birds. The foundation rescues and rehabilitates injured and sick coastal birds. African penguins are one of the species of coastal birds that the foundation spends a great deal of time researching, monitoring, and creating public outreach programs to get the public involved in the African penguins' conservation. It has been estimated that there are only 21,000 breeding pairs left in the world and that the species is expected to go extinct within the next 10 years if there are no significant changes made. In order to help move along change, SANCOB, the foundation, contributes to the oil spill disaster mitigation and policy development as oil spills are one of the largest threats to African penguins. Two of the penguins in New England Aquarium's colony are named after oil spills that had devastating effects on African penguin populations. These are Treasure and Apollo. Apollo was an oil spill that occurred in 1994 where 10,000 birds were picked up after oil contamination with the attempt to be rehabilitated and half of which did not survive. 
it was unknown how many were not rescued in the first place. Treasure happened a few years later in 2000. Even with the preemptive evacuation and moving of one-third of the total African penguin population, an enormous 20,000 non-oiled birds, another 20,000 penguins were affected by the oil, picked up and rehabilitated by Sankob. This feat was not easy, requiring 45,000 volunteers to care for the penguins, 400 tons of fish to feed the penguins, and 7,000 tons of beach sand used in the enclosure for the penguins. On top of this, 302 25-liter containers of detergent to wash the oil off the penguins' feathers were needed. But it did pay off, saving an estimated 90% of the penguins that were contaminated by the oil. Everyone always hears that oil is awful for penguins, or sea life in general, but what does oil actually do? In regards to penguins, it all boils down to their feathers. Penguin feathers are arguably their most important characteristic, allowing them to live in environments that other birds would find impossible. Penguin feathers are their waterproofing, and means by which they can regulate their temperature, having 80 feathers per square inch. Oil, when it makes contact with these intricately aligned feathers, disrupts the barrier. With this barrier ineffective, penguins may take on water and their fluffy inner feathers, causing them to lose the ability to swim efficiently and drown. If they are still able to swim to shore, they may not be able to go back out and swim effectively enough to hunt for food, causing them to starve. And without the proper insulation of their downy undercoat, the freezing water touching their skin directly could cause them to contract hypothermia. Regardless of contamination, penguins groom themselves diligently. So for those that make it to land without freezing, drowning, or starving, they will continue to groom themselves, causing them to ingest the oil still on their feathers, which is highly toxic. Oil is extremely effective at harming penguins and all wildlife that it comes into contact with, and is a major reason why penguins have suffered such great losses in population over the past several decades. Our dependency on oil has not decreased, and the possibility of further disasters off the coast of South Africa or other locations with animals susceptible to these disasters is still extremely high. Four of the penguins at the New England Aquarium are named after African penguin breeding locations that have been impacted in some way or another. Their names are Good Hope, Nibia, Robin, and Albatross. Good Hope was named for the Cape of Good Hope in Africa. A quick Google search of this area comes up with several tours that take the public to observe the African penguins there. While educating the public is necessary for conservation, the public needs to keep a healthy distance to ensure the safety and decrease any stress that could be induced on the population. Nibia is named for the country in Southwest Africa where a population of African penguins still reside. This group of penguins that was already low in numbers and vulnerable had an outbreak of avian influenza in 2019. This resulted in several of the members of this population passing away. It also left conservationists scrambling to try to save the rest of the colony there. The next penguin, Robin, was named for Robin Island, which is another of their breeding grounds. 
It has seen a 90% decrease in the number of the penguin population there over the last 100 years. This is thought to be in large part due to this location becoming a major shipping lane that greatly increases the risk of oil spills occurring and impacting these penguins. Two decades ago, a bulk ore carrier called the MV Treasure carrying oil sank in this shipping lane. This resulted in a massive oil spill that almost wiped out the African penguin population on Robin Island. And this is just one of the many oil spills this area has dealt with. The fourth penguin is named Albatross, after Albatross Island, which used to be a very prominent breeding ground for African penguins. As early as the year 1885, there have been recordings of this population of African penguins on Albatross Island. Sadly, as of about the year 1985, the birds were no longer observed inhabiting or breeding on this location. These four names were picked to highlight the loss of habitat and the decrease in the population of African penguins. It has been roughly estimated that there were 4 million African penguins at the beginning of the 19th century. This population saw a drastic decrease down to 1.5 million by about 1910. Then at the end of about the 20th century, it was estimated that only 10% of that number still remained. The population of African penguins has been steadily decreasing and is now on the brink of extinction. In an effort to bring more awareness to the plight of the African penguins, we have come up with some future names for ambassadors of the species at zoos and aquariums. Commercial fisheries. It may not be a name that rolls off the tongue, but it is a name that highlights a major threat to African penguins. Sardines and anchovies are a staple of the African penguins' diet. The problem lies in that the penguins are having to compete with large-scale fisheries that deplete the waters around the penguins' homes. This leads the penguins to have to travel further offshore in search of food. When their search becomes futile, the penguins resort to consuming prey that is less nutritious. Commercial fisheries need to be restricted in close proximity to any African penguin colonies to give this species an attempt to survive and maybe one day even thrive again. Another potential future name is Canis familiaris. This is a species name for the domestic dog. The domestic dog has, in more recent times, become a new and unnatural predator of the African penguin. This is in part due to humans introducing domestic dogs to geographical locations that were once devoid of this animal and its impacts. The other reason that dogs are now preying on African penguins is that the penguins are having to relocate for resources. The species mainly inhibits islands or the coastlines, but are now being driven closer to the inner mainlands for resources and shelter. Awareness needs to be brought to the impact a common human companion can have on the African penguin population. There are a variety of reasons why the life expectancy of African penguins in human care, such as those in the colony at New England Aquarium, can live for twice the life expectancy of those in the wild. For example, Deco is over 40 years old. These factors include constant access to a variety of different types of fish to maintain a healthy diet, the regulation of the climate within their enclosure, protection from predators, natural and unnatural, and veterinary care when needed. But in the wild, these are not guaranteed, which is why a future penguin name could be climate change.
This is not a flashy or happy sounding name, but two of the other penguins are named after oil spills that cause the deaths of thousands of birds, so I think it is within reason because of how climate change affects African penguins in every way. Rising ocean temperatures are changing the distribution of fish, further limiting the number of fish for African penguin consumption in their current environment. Rising air temperatures are causing African penguins to overheat when on land since their bodies are adapted to the cold water conditions. Flooding of low-lying nest sites, which takes generations to develop, cause African penguins to lose their nesting grounds and explore into more dangerous and populated areas. There are things that can be done to help African penguins in their natural environment. Eating sustainable seafood, limiting plastic use, and lowering your carbon footprint are all a start. But it won't be enough. Without systemic and legislative large-scale change, the African penguins will go extinct, and so will other species of penguin, with 11 out of 18 currently endangered or threatened. It is out of our hands as individuals, and without this type of change, the next generation of humans will not have African penguins surviving in the wild. They are losing their habitats, they are starving, and they are being killed by our current way of life. The best thing you can do for African penguins and other endangered species of animals is to support legislation that promotes widespread change. Support the Green New Deal and those representatives that champion it. Maybe one day a penguin in the future can be named after it too. The Green New Deal. Save penguins by saving our planet as a whole because there's nothing less we can do. Thanks for joining us on VetCast, Veterinary Climate Action and Sustainability Talks, the podcast created by veterinary students at Colorado State University. To find more resources about this topic and details about each episode, check out the show notes. Thanks and see you next time on VetCast.